0: Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about the movie Lion, uh, which is from 2016, but is brand new to me. It's something I just heard about maybe about two weeks ago or so, and it was recommended to me uh, by a friend of mine and wow, so much to unpack with this movie. Uh, You know, and and the more you talk about it, the more people have seen it. It's just, I don't know what rock I was living under, but anyway, very good movie, and I can't wait to dive into this one, and it's going to be nearly impossible to talk about it if you haven't seen the movie. You might as well just go watch it first and then come back, because I'm not going to, I'm essentially going to give it away. So... Uh, definitely if you haven't seen it, go watch that first and then come back to this. So for the rest of you, thank you for joining me. Uh, Not a whole lot in news out there right now. Uh, The big thing probably that I saw most recently was Scarlett Johansson uh, suing Disney for a breach of contract by releasing the streaming, her movie Black Widow in streaming and in theaters at the same time. Apparently, her contract was for a partial box office royalty, so um, she's she is uh, trying to capture as much of that as she can, and she has no return to uh, no plans to return to the Marvel Universe as Black Widow. So this is kind of a last stop for her on that. But more to come as we learn to see if that's truly a breach of contract for them. So anyway, without further ado, let's just jump right into this. As I as I said, it was recommended to me. And the only words of advice that I got for this were do some self-care first before you tackle it. And I understand why. One as just a human being in general and two as an adoptee. So this is sort of a loaded a loaded movie. I think it was fantastic. It was so well done. The acting was very well done. I'm not the biggest Nicole Kidman fan, but I don't think there, there wasn't much for her to act upon in this movie because she is an adoptive parent. And so for her, all she had to do was sort of tap into that part of herself and the rest, I believe is just all natural. And so that brings an interesting dynamic to the role. It's the first time she's ever played an adoptive parent in a role. And, the movie itself is just absolutely heartbreaking and heartbreaking for the fact that this little boy, this five-year-old boy, I mean, I can only, I, I just can't even wrap my head around going through what he went through at five years of age. So... The premise starts, I mean, the whole beginning of the movie, there's essentially subtitles and there's no um, there's no English speaking. So, you know, definitely want to make sure that you're in a place that you can pay attention and read what the subtitles are so you can understand what's happening. I think anybody with a pulse can really understand what's happening. We have this family and uh, they, they're in India and very poor. But they're happy, and you can see there's genuine love in this family. And five-year-old Saru goes with his brother one night. He begs for him to take him along to go to where his brother was working. And they were doing little things for money, and anytime time they get a little bit of money, they're then able to get things that their mom needs, uh, food, milk whatever they need to continue to survive. And so him and his brother take a train ride a couple hours away, and you start to understand that everything is connected with these railways. And it's just nothing but a maze of people and trains. And he goes with his brother He's really excited to go, but of course, you know, a couple hours on a train for a five-year-old, it's not very entertaining, so now you're exhausted. So by the time they get to wherever they were going, he's tired, and he doesn't want to now go to work with his brother. So his brother says, you know what, go ahead and stay here on the, at, at the train station. Go ahead and sleep for a little bit. Don't leave, and I'll come back. So time passes. Saru wakes up. And he's looking around for his brothers, calling for his brother and decides he must have somehow missed him or, you know, whatever was going through his mind. So he decides that he needs to start searching for his brother and he hops on a train. Well, that train, little does he know, is an out of service train that goes thousands of miles away over a few days and he can't get off. It just goes and goes. At one point, there's a there's a spot where the train stops briefly. And he's yelling at another child. I think it was a little girl. And, you know, help me, help me off here. I can't get off this train. And then it continues to go on. And it just takes him further and further away from his family. And he ends up in Kolkata, And has to live on the streets for a bit, hustle to try to survive. There's a a bunch of other kids that are there. And one night this group of people come in to snatch these children and he's able to be quick enough to escape. And he continues going on and on and you can just tell he doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know which direction is home. And he sees somebody in a coffee shop. Uh, well, I back up. There's one instance that he meets a young lady, and she takes him in and she feeds him, and um, and you could just tell something was off. And this gentleman comes in, um, and he's talking about, oh, you'll be perfect, and and this is you're just what they need, and I'm gonna come back for you tomorrow. And you just know in the pit of your stomach, something's wrong, something's off here. And you're just yelling, you know, Saru, leave, get out of there before it's too late. And he eventually does. He listens to his his gut instinct and he takes off. And a couple days later, he's sitting outside of a coffee shop and he sees a, a young man in there drinking coffee and he kind of mimics him um, for the faces that he's making and, and everything. And and this young man goes out to talk with him and realizes that he doesn't speak the same dialect. And so here he is in the city that he doesn't know how to speak the language that they speak. Um, and I think it said that he spoke Hindu and, but it's a different dialect than everybody else in that city. So he took him to the police station. Um, And the police station then sends him off to an orphanage, which I'll be honest, I thought it was a prison for children because that's what it looked like. There were just hundreds of kids locked up in something that we would consider a prison type setting and not an orphanage. That's that's not the way we would envision safety for a child. And he meets... uh, a social worker who's there, she says she's trying to help him. He can't remember his mom's name. He doesn't know his last name. He doesn't know the city he was he came from. He doesn't know anything about how to find home. And so they, they put out ads in the paper and, you know, with his photo and everything, and they're trying to help him find his home, but they can't. And so the social worker says, you know, at some point – you can't stay here. This isn't good for you. We, you, you just can't stay. And if you don't know where you came from and nobody's coming for you, there's a couple in Australia that want to welcome you into their home. And so the journey begins for him that he goes off to Australia and he is adopted by this family and goes and lives this life on the the beaches of Australia. It looks absolutely breathtaking out there. And then we fast forward 20, 20 years, because now he's 25 years old. And he has little snippets of memory, of moments, and he is in school, and he meets friends, and... They're talking about where are they from and, and these other friends of his are Indian and they're they're talking about different things and he says, I, you know, I don't know what that is. Uh, first he says he's from Calcutta and then he comes clean and he says, you know, honestly, I don't know where I'm from. I was adopted and his friends inspire him to search and they they awaken this this, I don't know, deep-seated memory, and he starts to look at the ways that maybe he can use technology to find where he's from, and you see a lot of, of use of Google Earth, which was brand new at the time. Um, and he becomes somewhat obsessed with finding a location with searching out train schedules with understanding the rail lines in and out of india and trying to figure out if he ended up here what could have what roads could have gotten him there and there's just there's so many pieces that he has to put together he has just this handful of memories and there's one particular moment where he's with his friends and and it seems like they're doing some kind of a I don't know we'd probably say it was like a Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or something along those lines. And he goes in the kitchen and he sees this particular dessert that his brother had promised him. And you can see the emotional connection that he has to this and then remembering his family and it's like a this damn bursts where he just has to he has to figure this out and he you know he just he gets to this obsession which i can tell you from an adopted person who has done searching for their family um i went down an obsession with ancestry dna and connecting certain dots and trying to answer questions. Um, it can be overwhelming sometimes. And there's a, there's a very different story between, I think, Saru and most people. Um, you know, most of us have a story. We were, well, you know, everybody has a story. It's just what that story is. And his is heartbreaking in the fact that he just couldn't find his family. His family never gave up on him. His his mother said she never gave up on him. And there's there are some very emotional moments. Um, you know, there's there's understanding what his mother must have felt. Now, I also read, um, and it was somewhat at the end of the movie as well, that his brother, the same night that Saru went missing, was killed by a train. So I don't know for sure if that if that actually happened. Um, but, you know, I can't imagine being that mother and losing both sons and not knowing what happened. They went one night and never came home. I just I can't imagine that. Um and Saru goes through some some things where he's he's worried that it would upset his adoptive mom if she knew that he was searching. Um and he you know he has this conversation with her that oh boy it was you know it was so it was so true, and it was so raw. Um, and he says to her, "He says we weren't just blank pages, as your own would have been. When adopting us, you adopt our past as well." And I think a lot of a lot of people don't understand that. I think that there's a there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down. When talking with adoptees and reunion and searches and whether there's trauma and what that looks like. And, you know, in this case, he was five years old and he can remember things. For some people, they were five days old, five hours old, five weeks old. Um, I was nine months old. And I may not remember those moments, but your brain and your body, they do. And so there are there are things that adoptees experience in different waves. Um, I've heard some say coming out of the fog, there's others that just start putting pieces together. And it, you know, it's something that a lot of adoptive, Well, adopted kids grow up to be adult adoptees who have opinions, they have had lived experiences, they have emotions around everything that happened um, about their name being changed, about being taken from their family, um, growing up away from their culture, away from the home that they knew, and there are so many psychological pieces to that. And I think as somebody watching this movie through that lens, I really resonated with that. Like you, you have to understand that this child may appear to be fine and have been adjusting perfectly well until one day they don't. And the there's there's a whole bunch of things that I could talk to uh, on that topic and I think I'll save that for another time um just because I we could be here all night but you know he he hits a roadblock and he's trying to search and he's coming up with with nothing and his frustration is he's just hitting buttons on the computer, just looking at random locations, and then all of a sudden he hits this this spot. and He's like, wait a minute, I recognize that water tower. And then I recognize this path, and I recognize this, and that goes into this village, and oh my gosh, that's where it is. So the scene that he walks home, that he takes the train and he walks this path that is kind of muscle memory. He's He's just going where his body is taking him. And that scene where he sees his mother about broke me. This is where he learns that his brother did die. The whole village comes out to see him. Um, he sees his sister who was a baby when when he left. And he left a voicemail for his mom, his adoptive mom, saying that he had answered all of his questions and that there were no more dead ends, that he found his mother and, and she is happy just knowing he's alive. And he thanked them for raising him, and it doesn't change anything for who he is or who his parents are. And she his his um his mother Saru's mother never left that village and she never gave up hope that he would find her one day and you know it's um you know it's quite a story i i just can't imagine searching across the country and happening to find that village, and being able to put those pieces together. And so, like I said, this is a very different type of adoptee story, but wow, it was, it was a very emotional, emotional movie. And, you know, something that I think is, is pretty sad is that in India, over 80,000 children go missing each year. And there are over 11 million children that are living on the streets. And that's just so incredibly sad. Um, I just can't imagine growing up in those circumstances and what those kids go through. Um, It's just so hard to, to wrap your head around something like that. And... The movie is called Lion, for those that don't know. Um, He had, he realized that he had been pronouncing his name wrong. And his given name is Shuru, with a S-H, which is Hindi for lion, which is how it it got its title. The book, actually, that he wrote um, was called A Long Way Home. And you know that's on my list because now I'm going to have to to read that. And that's based on his own his own account of what happened. Um, they were originally going to name the film the same, but then they settled on, on Lion. But this is quite a powerful story. I highly recommend it. I'd be curious if anyone that's an adoptee, how you felt about this movie, um... It was just, it, it blew me away, and to see some of the acting in this movie, what I think was cute is the kid that played um, Saru as a, as a young boy, um, he didn't know any English. He um, had a hard time communicating with Nicole Kidman, and so the way that they were able to connect and start forming a bond was through playing cricket. And part of that experience was caught on film, and that is in the movie, which I think is really cute. So I don't know anything about cricket, and it looks very different to me. So it's um, I I don't know anything about that whatsoever. But this was definitely a heart-wrenching story that you don't have to be adopted to understand at all and to feel for this family and everything that they went through and how questions were answered, and he was able to move on with his life knowing that um, his mom, his his birth mom knew where he was and that he was okay and that he had a great life and he was happy with his life. And I just think it was a great story. So I highly recommend this uh that's all that I've got for you today. Nothing else. Um, This one was hard for me to put into words and it actually has taken me quite a while to be able to wrap my head around what I even wanted to say. Um, And I don't think I'm doing a very good job of it, to be honest, Um, just because I think this one's a little bit too close for me to have more of an an objective um, feeling on it. But definitely well worth the time. Go see it. That's all I have for you today. Take care and be well.